Welcome to Dangerous Christianity with Dr. Christopher Rodkey, where we explore new ways of being Christian that go against the grain, stands up against the church when it's evil, speaks truth to power, and reclaims the Bible as a radical message of hope, liberation, and justice. Dr. Rodkey is pastor of St. Paul's United Church of Christ in Dallastown, Pennsylvania, and leads the sacred profane community, a post-faith gathering for those seeking to nurture a literate and misfit geeky, sometimes sneaky, as well as a queer-affirming and beer-affirming spirituality. All information mentioned throughout the program is listed in the show notes. And now, please welcome Dr. Christopher Rodney. Our scripture reading today is taken from the book of Acts, the first chapter. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and to restore our kingdom? Jesus replied, the father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud, and while they were watching, and they could no longer see him, as they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. We've been in some form of lockdown or quarantine for about a year now with the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. It's hard to believe, at least I think it's hard to believe, it's been a whole year. And so much has happened in the last year. We've seen how fragile human life is and how fragile human life could be. We've seen how fragile our communities and our leaders are or how they can be. We've seen and we feel what it looks like to experience fear to something unknown. We've seen how little fear it takes for people to sacrifice relationships for immediate comfort. We've seen how quickly people will fall for conspiracy theories, which makes us all feel better about uncertainty, even if it's only for a temporary amount of time. This has been a pandemic year. It's the worst pandemic we've seen in our country since 1917 to 1918. It hasn't been as bad yet, but the virus that we have is more infectious than that pandemic 100 years ago. One in 700 Americans have died from COVID-19 in the last 12 months. Native Americans in particular have been hit the hardest in terms of mortality rate. Almost 37,000 cases just in York County and about 740 deaths. There are 353 thousand people in York County. So that's about 10%, 10% of 
10% of our community has reported cases of coronavirus. The actual numbers are probably at least 15%. We've heard many argue about how we count coronaviruses, uh, coronavirus deaths because of the politics of those who downplayed the virus early, still want to make it sound like the virus isn't as bad as everyone says it is. We still have an ongoing debate about the effectiveness of prevention efforts. And in the middle of it, we've had a presidential race and we don't need to rehearse how all that went. We've been through a lot in the last year. Children are in cyber school. Many of us are telecommuting. Some of us are working in risky situations and we're having church online. Whenever there's a natural disaster, we always hear the word apocalypse thrown around in religious circles. The word apocalypse in theology means an unveiling of the truth. It's a revealing of the truth. Often apocalyptic writings use language of natural disaster or language about the end of the world to make a political statement about the present state of the world right now. In this year of widespread disease, perhaps we can see a little more clearly why the Bible is often written in this way. Because these past 12 months of pandemic have underscored what has been beneath the surface of our society for a very long time. And we can say that we are living in apocalyptic times. We have seen a glimpse of the world in which we actually live. But we've also have reasons we've also seen reasons to have hope in this last year. Because the longer we kick the can down the road about civic division and racism and economic disparity or gender inequality and abject poverty, the longer it is that we collectively work together to make changes to the world. We can have hope because the longer we use business as usual as an excuse to ignore the problems of the world, the longer it will be until there's enough awareness to collectively thirst for genuine justice. And while the situation of the last year might make us question what the future of the church as an institution is, especially as an institution that gathers in person on a weekly basis to do risky things like shake hands and touch the same things and say hello to one another and sing together, what has been unveiled in this last year is that the future of the church is not only reclaiming these things, but recognizing that we have taken them for granted and recognizing that the church has a role to play in speaking the truth and revealing the situation in which we live and giving hope to what might appear to be a hopeless situation. Because the Christian faith and living the walk of Jesus is in fact the business of the church, the business of transformation. This past year has shown us that the work is cut out for us, which is easy to not see from our station in this third of the world that is separate from the two thirds world that lives the, this reality that we only see beneath the surface more than most of us realize or care to know. And some of us live that dissociation from these problems much more than others. It's easier, I think, to reclaim what it means to seek out 
and live transformation, when we see right in front of us how much needs to be transformed. Knowing just how hard transformation can be and just how easy it is to begin that journey. We need the church to remind us to reset ourselves, to refresh ourselves, to recalibrate the paths we walk, to be accountable to the crosses we carry and for whom we carry them. One year into this pandemic, we're not out of the tunnel yet, but we see light at the end of the tunnel. Things could still take a dark turn. We still need to be careful, but we also should remain hopeful. Knowing that God is not testing us in this time, but we are being tested. And this should give us faith because while the answer to the questions we face is Jesus, we need to go deeper and know that the answer that is Jesus is not a word to render as an idol or an idea that is here to make us feel better, but Jesus is the model and the example to which we aspire to live. Our faith is not just to believe in Jesus, but that living like Jesus is the way by which we together find answers and expand our narrow worldviews. As we're getting ready to open the church to in-person worship soon, more information is coming to, about that. My hope is that this return is an opportunity to return to church, to not do church as normal, not because of the pandemic, but because we are surviving and renewing our commitment to the Christian faith that has the power to transform individuals and societies. That our reopening is not really a new opening, but a reclaiming of the final lesson left behind when Jesus ascended into heaven. I know it's the season of Lent, but this week I was thinking about the ascension. While, this, while the disciples stood in amazement, watching Jesus disappear into the sky, two white-robed men, probably angels, show up and say to the disciples, why are you staring up into heaven? Why are you looking up into the sky? Saying Jesus will return someday, but that day is not today. And then the Holy Spirit descends on everyone in the very next story, which is the story of the Pentecost. The church can be reclaimed to underscore a new way of living that embraces the Holy Spirit, not staring upward for Jesus to return and to remove us from this world, but rather looking down, looking around, looking at the mirror, looking inward, looking to the people and their suffering in this very moment who are right in front of us and filling those needs and working for justice in this world for the poor. A church that looks down, a church that looks around and gives thanks for the community of faith and loves the world and its people. Especially when it and they appear to us to be unlovable or full of problems because that's the world we live in. That's the kingdom of God, which Jesus calls us. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, so be it. Thanks for joining me for Dangerous Christianity, which is my sermon podcast from St. Paul's United Church of Christ in Dallastown, Pennsylvania. This is Pastor Chris Rodkey. If you'd like to give a donation to the church, you can uh, find the instructions in the show notes for the podcast, 
or you can email a tax-deductible donation to St. Paul's United Church of Christ, which is an open and affirming ministry, at 205 West Main Street, Dallastown, Pennsylvania, 17313. And feel free to contact me directly if you have prayer requests or concerns or thoughts to share. Thanks and have a great day. Thank you for listening to Dangerous Christianity. For more information about how to get involved in the movement, how to contact Dr. Christopher Rodkey, or where to find information regarding his preaching itinerary, publications, or how to make a contribution to his ministry, please refer to the listed show notes. Dr. Rodkey, again, would like to thank all of his listeners for continuously supporting and tuning into his work and message. Thank you.